Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community. In bonus episode number two, we bring on John Townsend, the founder and CEO of Vital Signs Wall of Fame. At Vital Signs Wall of Fame, their mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. They help you elevate how you do school recognition, making it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, major achievements, and top role models, all while not impacting your annual budget to do so. Together, we discuss the positive difference we can make in our schools, how we want to influence that positive change, and communicating to our students and stakeholders more effectively in the digital age. Listen to the entire episode to learn how you can get your school's Wall of Fame project at a discounted price and some fun NADC events that you won't want to miss this December in Orlando. Get ready to learn the impact that your school's stories and legacies can have on our future generations. This podcast is created by two NIAAA teaching faculty members who want to talk sports, life, and help interscholastic ADs worldwide navigate their current situation and questions i'm freddie i'm scott we hope we can get you to laugh learn and enjoy us along with our ad guests and providing a little levity to the profession of athletic administration this is the ad podcast where we fully understand what ad truly stands for you're working all day after dark and handling all duties Freddie, I'm gonna I'm gonna take an inception moment for you because we're recording this in September. For all of you listening, it's October. The last couple episodes you've listened to, you realize that they were pre-recorded, and and I'm I'm coming full circle for Freddie on this one with the inception because he's he's recording it live, but it's being delivered later, which is not our status quo because our status quo typically is we try to keep it relevant to when we have the sports talk and whatnot. Um, but right now, Freddie is probably you're probably sleep deprived and or holding a newborn in your hands. And I just want to say congratulations and blessings to your family. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the way things are going right now on September 15th, it, you know, the, the kid may be three, three weeks old by now. So um, we'll, we'll see how things are going. So, you know, things are starting to, to ramp up. So I think we're going, we're going, we're going to see Riley sooner than later, but well, yeah, I-, I appreciate it. Hopefully, like I said, Hopefully at this time I'll have to comment on the the post once it goes out. Hopefully on this time I'll have to maybe um put a up to date uh, picture uh, on on kind of the way things are going once this episode comes out. Yeah, we'll definitely share that across our socials. So for those of you listening in October live right now, you can uh, you can wish Freddie uh, the best on on that newborn phase. And just know that we'll probably be off the air for a little bit, um, going live probably not until come back till November. But we have pre-recorded enough to get you through the month of October, just because we know there's actually hundreds of you that listen to us. So uh, we appreciate that. We wanted to make sure you saw content, but we also wanted to respect the fact that Freddie's going to be. Uh, in newborn status, and we don't want to take away from his family time. So on that, again, congratulations, Freddie. Uh, we today are bringing you a bonus episode. Uh, Freddie and I like to bring bonus episodes either from companies that we actually really love or that they help sponsor us. And the first two so far have been our sponsors. So last time we did Box Out, they, uh, they provide us with our graphics. Um, today, we're going to be diving into Vital Signs Wall of Fame. And the point of our bonus episodes is just to talk about the value that 
these companies add to schools across the country. Not only we're not going to be trying to sell the product by any means on this, but like the point is, is there's more to a lot of the companies that you see at conferences and trade shows than just the product. And, and for the companies that Freddie and I choose to partner with, they have immense depth and value to what we deem is invaluable to the interscholastic athletic administration profession. So without further ado, and Freddie, I like Deion Sanders brought my baggage with me today. Hey, it's personal. It's personal. It is so personal. I get to bring uh, my work to the pod like Freddie has numerous times. Today, we are going to the state of Ohio, y'all. Our guest today is a Pittsburgh Steelers, Boston Celtics, and Columbus Blue Jackets fan. He's been a forefront leader in software and product development since 1984 and has been an entrepreneur since 1997. He may not have any AD certifications, he has been a coach and an official. God bless him for donning the stripes. We all know the purpose of that job right now. But he does support and sponsor over 20 state and national AD associations and conferences. And for the purpose of the pod today, he is the founder and CEO of Vital Signs Wall of Fame. At Vital Signs Wall of Fame, their mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. They transform school tributes, new and existing, to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models all while not impacting your annual budget. The stories that reside within your institution's walls are what should matter most to you. For the team at Wall of Fame, those stories are what matter most to them in every project they do. Welcome to the pod, Coach John Townsend. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on today. And I want to start off by congratulating the two of you on a fantastic season one of your podcast. I think this has gone, um, I I won't say it's gone better than you've expected. It's it's probably at least met your expectations. So congratulations on that and getting this off the ground. I think it's great. Um, Of course, Freddie, congratulations on things much more important than that by the time this episode comes out. So so, um, uh, hopefully all goes well. And by the time we do this, we're all celebrating the, the birth of your, I believe, second child, correct? Yeah, well, yeah, it's th- my third, um, se- second with with my wife. So, yeah, it's 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 a fun time, and I, I enjoy uh, speaking and 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 talking. I mean, I think you know Scott and I are are in this together. We can sit here and talk all day. Uh, so, uh, no, this this is a fun time, and and the season one so far has been been great. And just you know, keep looking for what is to hold with the the future of this. Yeah, I uh, you. Freddie, you said, you know, we could sit and talk for a while. Some of our episodes, we definitely do talk for a long time and people stay through and listen. We have a 98% listen through rate on that, on the, on the media episode that we did with, with, uh, with, uh, oh goodness, Sissonville. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan and Sam. Yeah. Ryan and Sam. That was an hour and like 42 minutes long. That episode is crested 250 listens and has a 98% listen through rate. It's nuts. It's crazy. We'll bring that. We'll bring that down today, Scott. We'll, we'll, bring, we'll see if we can do something to bring that down hey, today. For for those of you that are getting into podcasting, understand that whenever you release a new episode, never send your numbers to sponsors day after new episode because your numbers go down. So you always release the episode, then wait a couple weeks, and then send the numbers to the sponsors if it's if you're due for a, a pay tier. Uh, just heads up for any of you thinking about getting into podcasting. All that aside, John. Dive into the, you know, you again, like the intro said, t- over 20 state AD associations, partnerships, sponsorships. Uh, you care about professional development a lot. You care about education. You care about stories and, and content matters is, is a core of Wall of Fame. But like dive into that. Why should that matter to, 
to schools and anyone listening right now? Well, so that that's that's going to take me more than 40 minutes, but let me start here um, and ask you guys kind of a question back as former ADs, right? Um, every high school athletic director will tell you, and they're, they're sincere with this and they mean this and they strive for this, that high school athletics is about personal growth and building students into better citizens. And that's why everybody gets into and that's why everybody's there. So my question back to athletic directors is, if that's what you're here for, then why is all the recognition on your walls about state championships and top um, performers in the in the in the district. Okay, and I can I can answer that question. So it's rhetorical to the two of you. To be honest with you, um, I can answer that question because there's really not a mechanism to do that. I mean, let's think about this. If you had if you had somebody who was the seventh or eighth player on the basketball team but showed up to practice every day and was a leader and really you, you know um, matured into a great great young uh, man or young woman by that experience, I mean, how are you going to do that? with a display on the wall or a physical display of some sort. There's just no real way to do that. So now with the wall of fame and products like that, the platform is available, right? So there are content platforms out there, social media, websites, our, our platform that are available now to do that because they're really, they're not limiting you on the ways that you can play tribute to those folks. So now the issue becomes the content. All right. And so we consider ourselves a content company. We don't consider ourselves a, a technology company. We have a great platform, but we would like to be able to provide content from multiple platforms. We would like to take content from multiple um, sources and bring it onto our platform. It, nowadays, it's all about the content. It's all about storytelling and the content. So what we run into as we start to put this product in the space is, OK, now schools don't really have the time the skill set or the tools necessary to put those stories together in a really compelling fashion that are really going to motivate the folks that are in their building. So that's why we consider ourselves a content program or a company. That's why we're moving all of our, our effort into that area. That's why we believe storytelling is really the future of recognition in high schools. And so we're striving to work with schools to take those top performers that, that may even still be in the building, because I think that's key too, to take those top performers, put something very interesting together about them in terms of, of text, in terms of pictures, in terms of, of videos, right, that the students in that building can then look at and somehow get motivated to do something they may not have done otherwise. Because that, at the end of the day, is what all this is about. It's about growing the students in the building into the to have the best possible outcome through their high school years. So that's kind of how that all got started. That's kind of how we, we build that. Um, we will work with schools and to do that, we've got, I mean, there's a lot of different examples of this. I'll give you, I'll tell you something that a, a gentleman told me actually yesterday in a business meeting. So I'm meeting with this guy who, and I was introducing to him to what our product is and kind of what we're doing. So the story I just went through there and he sort of laughed and he said, that's funny because I qualified for the Ohio um, state swim meet three years in a row. And I'm the only person from my school to have done that. And I, I and I've graduated from my school as the best swimmer that most likely ever come out of the school. Took my kids back to my high school the other day, went around to school looking for anything that even possibly symbolized my high school experience for my kids, and of course found nothing. And we all know he found nothing. I mean, he he knew he was going to find nothing. We all knew there'd be nothing there, right? There's You guys are ADs. Nobody's going to pay tribute over the long haul for 20 or 30 years to somebody who qualified for a state meet three times. And now you can't, right? Now there's a way to do that in that school because there's no space limitations. There's no format limitations. There's nothing of that nature anymore. So now, now he could actually be, you know, you know, somebody that the school has paid attention to over the years, and he can take his kids back. 
that kind of plays into, and stop me if I'm getting too long-winded here or anything or I need to change topics, guys, but that kind of breaks into one of the first wall of frames we ever installed, which again was at Marysville High School in Ohio. And we got lucky because that particular year, Marysville High School was inducting a uh, former football player who happened to win two Super Bowls with the uh, New York Giants. Okay, and not everybody who graduates from high school and gets gets paid tribute to on our screens is played NFL or NBA or, or, or WNBA or what have you, right? But this time he had. So here's this middle linebacker all dressed up, walks into this this um, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It's a, it was a fantastic event for him. One of the funniest things about it was one of his teammates was also um, honored with an induction the same year. And that guy was hilarious because, of course, he's not an NFL player. He didn't intercept the Tom Brady pass in the Super Bowl. He doesn't have all that behind him. And he was kind of funny as to what he had done as he had graduated and, and the advantages that he had had because of his football career. But it, it, he kind of making light of the fact, but it's not really as famous as what Chase has done, right? But here's the point of this story. Chase came up to our screen partway through that ceremony and was walking through the content on that screen about Chase and showing his three young sons, like um, videos from high school, press clippings from high school, um, pictures and write-ups from high school about him. There's another gentleman standing there who happened to ask Chase, why are you showing your kid all about your high school career, not your college or pro career? And his, I think his answer was perfect. He said, because my kids can play high school sports. Okay, playing in pro sports is is a dream and it's a it's a whole journey, right? And most people aren't even going to be able to get on that journey. But high school sports is something that can really make a difference in my kid's life. And they don't get to see my high school experience anywhere. Right. They can go on YouTube or whatever and see my the, you know, the, the Super Bowls and all of that. But this is the only place they're able to see my high school experience and something they may be able to relate to in terms of what they could do in life. And so I thought that was really an interesting way to look at that as well as to say, look, even at the best performers that leave your school, there's just not a lot of content out there about what they did in high school. And I think we're really missing the boat on this. I think that I think there's a lot of different things you can impact in a high school by highlighting the past and current students of that school. And it's not just athletics. It goes across academics. It goes across the arts. I mean, you kind of walk through this, you know, can we improve the the student experience in general through increased participation by showing past performances of people in your school, whether that's the eighth or ninth grader that actually has been pretty decent at art, but didn't realize that you could do this level of art in high school, that this sort of thing was possible, but saw um, current or former student artwork on a, a wall of fame or a digital display inside of your school. And with that example, I'll, I'll, I'll pose another question to high school folks, right? If a, if a football team wins a championship, state championship, there's at least a trophy, maybe a ball, maybe something of that nature that stays in that school. So people can at least look back on that and say, hey, it's been done before. You get a top-notch artist that goes through your school, produces fantastic artwork, and I'm going to say 99 times out of 100, when that student graduates, that artwork goes home with the student. And there's nothing left in that school for future potential artists to look at and say, you know what, I want to try to do that. And again, there's a really good reason for that. There's just not a mechanism in schools historically to display, you know, 25 years of student artwork, right, or or you know, 10 years of robotics club's achievement or things of that nature. And now with the way content platforms work today, um, there is the platform is available, right? So the platforms are available. You, know, you can buy a wall of fame, you can put it in your school. And then what we tell schools is, look, 
when you initially put this wall of fame in, take what you you run out of wall space, you're running out of trophy case space, things of that nature. That's great. Take that, solve that problem by putting that in, information on your wall of fame. But then, and this is what gets important, we're going to stay with you for the lifetime of you owning the system and continuously work with you on your content. So don't get overwhelmed by this. Oh, I'll buy this thing, but now I have to, I got to get all these stories put together. No, you don't. Just get the content that you have digitized and on the system so that there's a better display mechanism for that for the students in the building, a more compelling display mechanism. Because let's face it, the plaques on the walls and the trophy and the trophy cases, no disrespect, have become wallpaper to the students in the school. They might be fascinating to grandpa and grandpa when they come in because they went to the same school and they go look something up, but the students aren't seeing that. You put a digital screen on the wall that they can actually interact with, and now that's a whole different story, and they're up there working with this on an ongoing basis. So put them in, get the content on there that you have now, then work with our team on an ongoing basis, months and years, right, to start identifying people that maybe warrant us going out and getting a story for you. So let's talk a little bit about how the story works. And again, tell you guys, you're not going to stop me until you until you actually stop let me. Let me walk talking. over you before you go into that, John. Yeah, I, uh, sure. I, Freddie and I can probably both speak to it, but like, yeah, you're, you're spot on. I had, you know, you always have student athletes to go on and achieve things like most likely you, most schools get someone that either goes community college level, you know, NAIA division three. Uh, and then you have the good ones. Like I know Freddie's had some that go D one. I had a basketball player that went D one in Virginia now plays for the, now plays for the, uh, uh, oh my goodness. I am spacing on the team Brooklyn Nets uh, that plays, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets. Another guy that went on and played at University of Idaho for football and then went on and, and played NFL. Uh, but at one of my schools, I we totally had a, a young lady that went in, uh, went into was on a on multiple Broadway performances. That'd be the equivalent of going pro. It is. But that doesn't exist. Right. Like that, like like she got acknowledged uh, at a. Uh, they used to do it was called it was literally called a wall of fame plaque one on the wall uh, for distinguished alumni. But like to get on that, you someone has to know that is happening. They have to submit it. All that, you know, extra piece. There is no different than a Hall of Fame committee. Uh, but those individuals exist to the extent of like now you have career and technical education. I mean, how about the person that goes through a construction class, you know, four years worth at your school and then starts their own construction company? Like is that that's that's a huge milestone, especially in the, in this day and age of how youth how the youth progress in the digital age for someone to go into a trade and then create their own business out of that. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. Like for them to be entrepreneurial, go out of that, maybe not even go on to post -edu secondary education. Like those stories matter, and those kids matter. And a lot of times, I think you can get stuck in the sports marketing idea, especially in the AD seat of being. You know, don't get me wrong. I think every Division One institution will tell you. Uh, the football program or the, the athletic department is literally the label on the on the on the bottle of every college, right? The better the better you're, you know. That's why the league realignments happen. That's why all of this that's happening with like the Pac-12 going away, and now you get into the Big Ten or the SEC, right? SEC ads members when that school goes to the SEC, they know they're getting better looks at from a bigger audience. Uh, but I think you can get stuck in that same idea that the athletics department at a high school level is the label on the jar and you get stuck in promoting just athletics and you don't think about all the other stories that literally walk your halls. When you make an interesting yeah. point, even with me, and I hadn't really thought about that. I'm sorry, Freddie, that's, I don't know if I stepped over you or not. 
Um, oh, you, oh, you totally did. <laughs> okay, I, I, I mean, I say I'm sorry because that's the nice thing to say, but I'm going to step over you anyway. Um, um, I didn't realize that I wanted to own my own business my entire life until I owned it and looked back and realized, you know what, I think I've always wanted to do this. But I was never really exposed to a lot of people or a lot of opportunities when I was in high school many, many years ago um, that, that would have even made me understand that this was an option going out. And now students have a lot of that in front of them. And this is just another way to get that out there. And if I can continue down sort of the non-athletic path for a minute, we've got a, a, a local school here who's really latched onto our storytelling um, process and has done one on a, on a, a volleyball coach that um, won coach of the year. So they have done the athletic one, but they have now recently done one on a mental health initiative that they had in the building, right? And did a series of stories on their um, digital sign in their school about that mental health initiative. So as people look at a device like this, the the thing that, that everybody in the industry will tell you is there's no limit to the type of content you can put on it. And there's no limit to the, to the amount of content you can put on it. And you really do, again, you're not going to, Put it in initially as a mental health device or a women in sports device you're going to put it in to get your pl plaques and your trophy cases and things of that nature in there but down the road there are a lot of other opportunities to use this and that's why we have a lifelong um, commitment to these schools to work with them and then just to do a little bit of a sales pitch here we don't charge for that lifetime commitment right so we're going to stay with you and help you get content on your wall of fame for the lifetime of you owning it with no annual fee it's a unique proposition that we have, but we have that because we think that's what works for high schools, right? If we want a high school to take the time and the effort to work with us to put content on their screens, we can't charge them for that too, right? It's, it's not going to work that way. Um, and so so we are that's just part of our commitment to making sure that we're doing our best job so that you can do your best job of getting that most compelling story in, in front of those students so that they are taking just a small step further in high school that they may have taken otherwise because they can see examples of previous folks that have, have walked that same path. Freddie, since John's taking a breath, your turn. No, I was just going to kind of circle back to when you said about the, the trophy cases and then obviously the, you know, you talk about the the swimmer or the, the, the ones like that who have broke school records, but maybe didn't win a state title. So don't didn't get their name on the, the, the wall. Um, you know, I, at high schools that I've been at, right. I've, I've walked past the trophy case, looked at it and, and it's been, okay, this trophy's from 1990, this trophy's from 1980. We've had a whole lot more success and trophies since then. So then you're looking at the trophies case out going, okay, what do I take out? What do I leave in? Because I've got to put the, the current stuff in there, right? These school, these students are will walk in the halls every day. And again, if, if they won a state title two years ago and they're a senior and they won it their sophomore, they want to see their trophy in there. They want to see their plaque in there or whatever. And, you know, we didn't have a, a very big trophy case. So obviously all our like big state titles stayed in there. But then, you know, how do you then it was just a decision on, OK, region titles, upper state titles have to stay current. Um, and so I'm just going to fill as much space as I can with the current ones. And then once I run out of space, then the past ones will go in a storage somewhere. But then, like you said, it will never be seen in two or three years. Those trophies that are in that case right now will be in the storage collecting dust. Um, and, you know, cause we even looked at like, how can we, you know, 
take this. We we had a long haul in, in the school I was in, athletic hall. So we were like, okay, how can we build just a, a trophy case that goes along the whole hall? You know, maybe up on the wall some where you can just continue adding things. Well, that was going to be ten to twelve thousand dollars right there. It yep. just uh, I was just going to say the cost of that's nuts, yeah. actually, and it's probably more now because that was four or five years ago. You know, wood tack on up. inflation, baby. Um, and so, but then, you know, that's say you spend to ten thousand dollars to to uh to build that. You get all the trophies in there; it looks good. Well, five or six years down the road, if you are a successful school, you've got to build another case. Um, so like you said, it it continues. It continues to uh, uh, charge people, if you want to say. But then on the other side of it is we kept records of all our school uh, record breakers or or things like that. But the only people that knew about it was myself and maybe the coach. Um, and then, you know, if, if a track girl like, you know, one, one school, a track girl broke a record and uh, the coach walked over to me and said, I really think she just broke the record. Will you check? Um, and so I, we had it on a Google sheet. So I went and, and, and looked and she said, yeah, she broke the record. So let's put it out on social media. So again, we put out social media, congratulations so-and-so for breaking the school record. Um, and that got great, uh, you know, um, views, right. That got great interactions, right. I mean, a lot of people were, were liking it and retweeting it and, and things like that. But just like I said, in three or four days that went away. Right. And, and so, you know, she she broke a record. And so, like, she can't come back as a college student or as a parent. And if she, it, maybe she still holds the record, right? She can't go and bring her kid and say, look, I hold the record in, in, in the 100 meter or the 200 meter. Um, there's my name. Where you know, with a product like uh, the Wall of Fame, again, like you said, you could do that. And you can highlight the the, the record breakers or the, the different things like that or the first D1 uh, football signing, you know, that's the, the one that we had. He, we've had basketball. We were a basketball school. We had basketball kids that went D1 NBA, but we never had a football kid go D1. And we finally had one. And, and like I said, I'll, I'll throw them out there. Jalen Cahoon, that's at uh, Duke right now. And um, and so it was a big deal. It was the first, but you walk through the schools. And I mean, people know his name because he's still kind of relevant because he's, you know, he's, he's only been out for four years. But there's nothing saying yep. – Hey, he 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 had all this success in high school, and he was our first uh, D one football signee. Um, and like I said, but th- there's nothing there now. I think eventually, hopefully, he will be in the Hall of Fame there just for what he did. Um, and so get a quote unquote plaque on the wall. But um, you know, with, with with vital signs, I you know I think it's just again another way. Again, we live in a, a digital world, so it's another way to be able to put everything in one place. And not have to go searching everywhere for one. Well, let me piggyback that. Real, let me piggyback that really quick. Yep, Freddie, you already hit the digital piece. Let's talk about kids in your building, not just your building, but how about your middle schools and your elementary schools that come up to your building sometimes for play productions or for the next moving of the class from eight to nine. The digital age now is where, and you can either say, fortunately or unfortunately, all of our youth lives. I I don't remember the stat, but something about TikTok. It's like. I don't remember the millions of users they have, but the mil- of the millions of users, and I think it's a stat that we now bring into Selfless Plug, LTC614, which is Friday night at NADC in Florida this year uh, with Freddie and I uh, and our crew. The stat was literally this. Of the like, and this is a gnarly number, it's like 30 million or more users or something like that in TikTok. The, the 
age demographic, and this is disgusting to me. It is seven years old to 14 years old live on TikTok. And I know you get into the, the 16, 17, 18 range too. I uh I just it it's hard nowadays to not try to connect digitally. And I say that again because Freddie and I with digital communication from social media, you have to own your voice. And we say that with social media, but the same idea, like to connect to kids, you have to find a healthy outlet that is a digital aspect because they're so used to touch screens. They're so used to using a phone or a tablet, even in their education classes, that now when they walk by any type of display, whether that be wall of fame in a school or say even at hospitals, hospitals, banks, how many times do you have a, a, a display now that kids touch there or you are touching there as an adult to find information about whatever you're that institute. I mean, even I've seen it at grocery stores these days, like it's crazy. And so like to have that connection that's digital in a school now, it it's in for one intuitive to anyone below the age of 16. It's also intuitive more so to even the age that's above 35 and 40. Yeah. And so where, and where I think, and, and I assume we can ignore the event that just happened in, on the cast. Yeah, Freddie um, might. Freddie's wife might be going into labor right now. Yeah. So uh, if you don't hear Freddie's voice, start texting him congratulations uh, because yeah. they uh, they they are probably going to the hospital. Yeah. So um, that, that and that kind of distracted me for a minute as that happened. But um, let's kind of oh, get back to oh, story. he he distracts me all the time. So it's all good. That's good. So so I believe um, that schools are doing a I'm going to say really poor job of tying their rich history and the top performances of kids that are in school today to, and getting that into motivating the kids that are in the building today. And one of the reasons they're doing that because they've never had a platform to do that. And the digital platform gives them now the ability to do that. But the digital platform, I mean, kids aren't on TikTok because it's a digital app on their phone, right? They're on TikTok because the content they can get on there. Good again, good, bad, or indifferent, but that's what's driving them to TikTok. That's what drives them to Instagram. That's what drives them to all of it. You've got to be able to generate content that's going to be engaging and interesting and educational to these kids in terms of, you know, you, you talk about the, the 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 football player that's playing um in D1 at Duke, and then you take take that freshman that's in that high school right now, knowing some players playing in the NFL or knowing some players playing at Duke, that he can't see a connection between his freshman year of high school and that performance through digital storytelling, you can actually draw that, that um, direct line from what this kid was like as a freshman to now what he is like at Duke. And yes, you can do this too. And I think that's what becomes really key on a digital platform with the ability to put any content on there that you would like. Well, and to that point, John, like the, the, the digital connection piece when you, I mean, when, when you're looking at putting content on something, right, the story is going to matter, right? You follow certain people on Instagram, TikTok, right? And the content is what brings them back to that, that follow. But with like, not only are you in the digital age of connectivity that way and content and stories, but schools nowadays are offering classes because of all the different types of digital professions that exist out there or uh, any type of technology profession that exists out there you have multimedia classes you have you have digital journalism you have digital marketing you have i mean there's social media classes now to teach kids how to appropriately use social media and how to use like the accounts and do it for a job but like also video scoreboards video anything those production classes those are digital i have to add freddie's just popped back on and we both 
thought that you were going to the hospital. So uh, I'm assuming was that false alarm or was that just something totally off? No, it's uh, my my wife was on her planning and because uh, like she's teaching virtually right now. So and it was her planning was getting over and she had the little one up there with her. So I brought him down here. So if you hear some toys or TV in the background, he, he's now sitting down here with me. So no intellectual um, capacity. The show just went up is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, so I, I, I kind of, you know, got the tail end of that one. And, uh, and I know Scott knows that, you know, I'm big on the, the student media teams and, and everything that comes along with that. Um, because, you know, you, you look at any college or professional organization and yeah, you have your, you know, depending on what sport it is, you have your 20 to 80 kids that, that play the sport, but then you have hundreds of people behind the scenes that still work for that college, still work in athletics, still work for that professional team that uh, may not be on the field or the court, but they're vital in the success of that that program. So, um, like I said, you know, with with something like that, you're able to teach, okay, yeah, you know, you can do, you can still be, you, you know, you can work for, you know, local for me is Carolina Panthers, right? You can work for the, for the Panthers, and wear Panthers on your chest every day, but maybe you're taking the pictures, you're doing the video, you're doing the content, you're doing the different things like that. Um, and, you know, I think this, this is a, just another way uh, to get kids involved that love sports. Um, but then, you know, to show them that you can do it in, in this aspect of the form with, with the product, maybe like, you know, uh, vital signs and putting content on things like this and, and doing research and, and, and everything like that. Well, the, one other thing I want to make sure I don't, I'm not remiss in, in getting in here because I don't know how much time we have left or how much time Freddie has left or how this is going to work. Um, it's probably how much time Freddie um, has left. Is is kind of the um, what we're trying to do at the national conference because Scott brought it up. What we're trying to do at the national conference this year down in Orlando. So, yes, we have a booth. Yes, you can come see the screens. Yes, we'll be happy to sell to you. But that's only one small component of what we're trying to do at, at this show and other ones going forward. So, first and foremost, it's going to center around an event we have on Sunday night down there which is um, um, the core of the event is what we refer to as Meet the Podcasters. Um, we actually sponsor, I couldn't even tell you, I think it's five podcasts um, around the country, all athletic directors-centric, all all um, high school education-centric. And we do this for a reason. Um, we don't do this necessarily just to get our name out there. We do this because we believe these podcasts are important. We believe these podcasts complement each other quite well. They're, they tell different stories on different podcasts, which is what we're kind of about here. And they're all a resource to athletic directors. So we would like to give everybody some sort of an opportunity to come meet the folks that they actually listen to on an ongoing basis. We'll probably do a little roundtable with the podcasters, and then it'll just be a, the, the standard social hour thing that you do at these shows um, to kind of mingle and do that. There's another event around this, too, same night, same event. Um, Jake Von Scher, the a podcaster we support down out of Florida, has a book coming out. I, think, I believe it just came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, involving, I believe it's 15 female athletic directors in the state of Florida telling different stories about different things that they've gone through as athletic directors and as female athletic directors. And the forward for this book is written um, by, by a lady by the name of Jen Brooks, who has an organization called um, Global, Women, Global Community of Women in High School Sports. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a, a mouthful. And we, we partner with her as well. So we have a book launch for that book down there that is kind of supportive of female athletic directors in the space. Um, and then the last thing I'll talk about is some content initiatives that we're doing. So we call these content initiatives. One of them we're putting together is how to start a Hall of Fame. We believe that um, 
who we know because I've got athletic directors who work for me that have started them, um, that starting a Hall of Fame is a lot of work. It's it's less work year in, year out as you go along, but it's a lot of work up front. So we're going to put a set of resources together to try to help high schools and athletic directors get their Hall of Fame started along with all the content associated with that. And be honest with you, we'll do this with you whether you own our product or not. This is not just for our customers. This is a this is an initiative we're doing across the board. And then one that I'm really kind of excited to announce here, I guess, is that we're looking to do something with Jen Brooks again with the Global uh, Global Community of Women in High School Sports on, on how to um, hire and retain and support female coaches. Um, so that's kind of, kind of something that she's interested in, that they're interested in kind of driving right now is – if you're interested in getting women involved in high school sports as, as athletes, it would pay to have as many women as possible as role models for them in in coaching. And so I'm not going to speak for the initiative as, you know, as with my demographic, I'll let her do that. But it's it's another one that we're putting together that, you know, look, this content matters. Getting this content out there and getting it put together and making these resources be the podcasts, starting a Hall of Fame or or retaining female coaches is important to this community as a whole. And so we will have a lot of resources around that available at the uh, national show and at state shows as we go along um, throughout the year to, to try to extend what we do to give back to the high school athletic community that is, is very, very um, positive in supporting us. I was just going to say, John, there's a lot of educational opportunities that you want to produce for the associations that you, you sponsor and partner with. And I'm going to key on partner uh, because the workshops that you just, you just floated how to start a, you know, hall of fame. That's a huge, that's a, that's a hard one for a lot of athletic directors because there's a lot of time involved in that, but there, right. You're going to have like a whole list of hopefully workshops to offer to state associates. We have a lot of state executive directors that actually listen to us. Um, and yep. it, you're going to have a lot of workshop options. These aren't meant to sell the product. These are meant to add value to athletic directors for the profession. Correct. They are, and they're also meant to. Um, so this is what we're going to right now. It's informally called our speaker series or, or speaker opportunity. It, it, they're they're also meant to kind of connect um, high school associations that might not be able to afford to get a lot of people in to do these workshops with the folks doing the workshops, and then we can talk about whether we sponsor the the cost of getting that person to that city and doing that workshop. Because I understand this, LTC courses cost extra money for the participants that are going to that show already. These workshops are included in the purchase price, and we're trying to create a resource that allows high school associations to um, kind of expand what they can offer in those workshops by supporting the people that are giving the workshops um, financially to get them to that state association to be able to do that 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 um, um, educational opportunity. I'll also state that one of the things that's important to us is the majority of the state organizations and NIAAA, who we sponsor all of these organizations, we do so by providing them in part with a wall of fame. So these organizations that, that we sponsor, it's just not a cash infusion into the organization. These organizations have come to us and asked to use our wall of fame product to highlight their hall of fame inductees and their boards and, and their um top performers and and just say thanks to people that have have grown that association over the years and made it what it is and so we're a big believer that that these digital devices are really good ways for you to um highlight the the association itself and kind of give people an idea of what's going on in that association so so we donate a donate a system to the association we we fly the system around the country so that it can be at your show. There's a web-based version of our software that's going to be available on the associated website. So we just don't go out and kind of buy our partnerships with these organizations. It's really a partnership in terms of us trying to elevate the 
the visibility of the organization through our product. On that note, for those that have paid attention and are part of the 98% listen-through rate that we got, John, is there a discount to anyone listening that maybe you want to float that's more than just a normal come say hi to us kind of discount? Yeah, there's a couple of different things that we're um, doing right now. So um, if you uh, there's a bunch of different ways to do this, but let's just since we're on this podcast, if you come to us through this podcast, if you come to us through a number of different avenues, you get a 10% discount right now based on what we're kind of doing back to school. I'll be bluntly honest with you. This is a hard time for us to sell these systems. They sell a lot more in April, May, and June than they do in September, October, and November. So they do tend to get discounted this time of year. So hang on for that. But we got a big announcement at the national show this year. So for the first time, we're actually giving one away. We're going to do this at, at about three or four different events through the year. So we're going to give a wall of fame away. Yes, the whole thing, the whole package, no cost at all to the school ever. Okay, the only commitment we ask from the school is that you actually install it and use it. That's really the only commitment. So we'll be giving one away at the national show this year in Orlando. And there's an opportunity to get a 25%. If you don't win one for free, there's an opportunity to get a 25% discount at the Orlando show for the first time ever. And so you'll see a lot of announcements come around about that. But basically, you, you sign up for a consultation. You talk to one of our sales folks. We so, sort of put a path path together for you for buying one of these things. And then there's a 25% discount associated with that as well. So we're trying to, we're really trying to make this as affordable for schools that want to get it in as possible. I really, do, I, I really kind of bothers me when the price point is an issue, but to you guys as point earlier, I, mean, I was talking to a school in Mis Michigan and their boosters were about to buy $22,000 worth of record boards. I'm like, okay, that's insane. Okay. That is absolutely insane because our system doesn't cost $22,000 and you put your record boards on it and so much more. Right. So it just didn't really make any sense to me why you would go with a physical display these days when, when the digital opportunity is there for you. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I sign my school up that I'm working with uh, for this, this free, free uh, screen when we get to NADC. Yeah. Um, Scott, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make sure you're the consultant for Freddie. We'll keep him there for hours in order to get his discount. That's fair on that one. I, uh, John, thanks for your time. Thanks for uh, thanks for diving. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. Well, thanks for being you know the driver behind our podcast in terms of just the the sponsorship there. Yep. Uh, thanks for what you do for the profession. I think there's a lot of there's really cool workshops coming and extra content that is goes beyond just trying to get uh, you know just goes beyond just trying to get the attendee list. And I think that's unique to a lot of companies. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of vendors now being on the vendor side of it myself and probably Freddie can speak to that too. Now, you know, people just show up for the list and they leave early and it's, it means something when ADs listening, you know, we're highly relational and you know, you shake hands, you look someone in the eye and, and you, and you make a connection personally. It's personal, it's just personal. And so uh, it matters. Well, I, I mean, I enjoy being able to go to other state conferences because, you know, still kind of being still being an, an AD, you know, as well is, you know, I enjoy the, the meeting everybody aspect, you know, that you do in the exhibit hall and the after parties and the things like that. But I enjoy just the, the professional development, you know, being able to go sit in on professional development things and um, and learn and, and, and grow and still and, and take classes. I mean, I'm still planning on taking classes. Um at the NADC, not just teach them as well. So it's, you know, it's always a, a, a how do we get better, right? That's the personal motto is, is be better today. So how do you get better? Um, and I think, you know, circling everything back, I think Wall of Fame is one of those things that can make your uh, your school, your department, your um, community 
better just because of the the, the content to be able to put out. I like that rap right there, Freddie. That was pretty solid. For those of you listening, I'm going to put in on, so when, where we post our, again, the adpodcast.com, that is where we post all these. Again, you're listening across your platform, but for episode resources, so like what John was just talking about discount wise, as well as how to find the wall of fame, it's vitalsignswallofame.com. We'll put links to that as well as the uh, Vital Signs Wall of Fame does put out a newsletter uh, and it's very impactful in terms of like it the different partnerships across the industry uh, that might be new, like newer companies that you've never heard of, maybe some stories that you, from schools Uh, it's not just selling the product in that newsletter. It's, it's telling about stuff that's happening in interscholastic athletics across the country. Uh, It's pretty cool. You can sign up for that as well. I will uh, put hopefully the discount link. I think we have one on our website, but you always can just tell them that the AD podcast sent you and they'll, they'll, they'll do their best on that end for you. Uh, yeah, we know who you are. <laughs> sadly they do. Uh, but with that being said, if you need to, if you want to reach out to us again, 80 pod, the 80 podcast.com is where you find us. The athletic director pod at gmail.com is our email. We're across all of social media. Uh, you can find Freddie and I personally, as well as the 80 podcast.com or uh, the 80 podcast landing pages that we have across there too. Uh, we connect with people likewise all the time that way. Uh, so if you have questions about this, if you have questions about NADC coming up uh, for those of you listening in October, obviously that's coming in, in two months. Uh, hopefully Friday night, see a Friday night and early Monday morning for the classes in the tech tech realm that we teach. Uh, if not, at least come see us on the vendor floor and, or just find us through some of those social events Sunday night, John, remind me that podcasters event in the book launch two sessions, right? Seven 30 and nine. Oh uh, yeah. We're going to open the, we're going to open the doors at seven. We're going to have the events right now at seven 30 and nine. And you will have to have a ticket. You will have to have a ticket. Um, you can get a ticket at our booth. You can get a ticket by contacting us in advance. Um, the only reason we're doing the tickets is we want to make sure that only attendees are showing up and things of that nature. Because sometimes these things, because there's alcohol and food at them, can kind of get get um, visited by folks in the hotel. And so we're just trying to make some sort of limitation. We also have some fire code issues that we need to make sure we we follow with the hotel as well. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you would need to get a ticket either at our booth or in advance. Um, just, just email me, email somebody on the staff. We'll be happy to get you tickets. Sales at vitalsignswallfame.com. That'll get yep. you somebody, trust me. And on, on that line, I forgot to say that that event, adult beverages and food, no one can yep. say no to that on a Sunday night, especially if you have to roll into seeing Freddie and I early Monday morning. Yes. If you're going to go see their class Monday morning, come drink with us on Sunday night beforehand. That's How about that as a, as a sales pitch? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be a, a good class come Sunday yeah. or Monday morning. I think that's what, 7.30, 8 o'clock? It's, I, it's, yeah. it's early. Yeah. I think it's 7.30, Freddie, that we're, we're yeah. rolling into that one. Until next time, y'all. I'm Scott. I'm Freddie. I'm John. Thank you for listening to the AD Podcast, where we fully understand what AD truly stands for. Because you're working all day, after dark, and handling all duties. What story do you want to tell? We'll see you all next time. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community.